For today's bonus episode, before we return to season two, I shall be reading some of my draft from my book, This Is Not a Fairy Tale. Um, so, a bit of a synopsis is fairy tales are something that many of us have grown up hearing and or reading from babyhood and beyond. Fairy tales are not only created to entertain, but are also often cautionary tales or morality tales. How many of us have often thought longingly of fairies, pirates, wicked witches and magic? Adventure, fortune, true love and more can all be found in these tales. But how many of us have grown up longing for happily ever after, to find out that love is not at all like the fairy tales? It takes more than a brief dance at a ball to truly get to know who someone is. How many of us have found ourselves longing to be rescued, only to realise that life is not a fairy tale? If we find ourselves in a horrible situation, a prince is not going to come and rescue us, and if they do, they usually have an unsavoury ulterior motive. Life can be magical and wondrous, but life is also full of harsh realities. Have you ever stood at a sink full of crappy dishes and compared yourself to Cinderella? Have you ever looked at your true love to realise that he was wearing a mask and was in fact an ogre? Time and again some of us have had to rescue ourselves as there is no knight on a white horse making his way to us. The tales found in this book are not fairy tales because life is not a fairy tale. But if you look closely you'll see some familiar faces and some familiar stories with some unexpected twists and turns. Perhaps these princesses will save themselves with a little help from their friends. Or perhaps they will save the princes. And so now I shall read two parts from chapter four, and keeping in mind once again that these are drafts and the final book will be a little bit different. Uh, so chapter four, The Black Beast. Some of the beasts that we fight are those inside of us. Hunter battles the black beast. Will it win this time? That damn black dog was nipping at Hunter's heels again. It had been sticking close all morning. First he had tried ignoring the pesky hound. He had risen when his alarm went off, showered and shaved as usual, and headed down for breakfast. He forced himself to eat knowing that he needed all of his strength to make it through the day. His stomach felt heavy, and he swore it was full of giant snakes. His steps were a little less confident this morning, and he felt as if he was walking through molasses. Time, too, was slipping away faster than Cinderella at the stroke of midnight. This would not do. He had an important meeting in the city today, and it was imperative that he be prepared. He hated the meetings in the city, he hated him with a passion. He really was a nature boy at heart. Nothing pleased him more than slipping into his comfy jeans and tees on the weekend, jumping on the bike and heading up to the mountains to lose himself on the forest trails. He would take his camera with him and he would lose himself for hours. But today there would be no adventures in this forest. Today he had to wrangle the black dog and lock it back up tightly, back into its cage so he could head into the city. There were days that the black dog kicked his ass. It knocked him to the ground and it jumped all over him, slashing at him with razor claws and steel trapped teeth. It left him ripped, bloody and bare to the bone. 
On those days, more than ever, he felt as if he were cursed. If this was a fairy tale, he would have sworn he'd pissed off some witch, or even a coven of them. He would not wish this curse on even his worst enemy. He was a strong man, but he was often no match for that cursed black beast. It was a vile creature that had no regard for age, health, nationality, or even social position. In the eyes of the black beast, all were equal. All could be knocked down and ridiculed to a point of humiliation. The black beast was a frequent visitor, but he liked to take his victims by surprise, lull them into a false sense of security. There were days when he slinked around, just out of view, but Hunter knew that he was still around. He became cautious, slow, and hyper-alert as a result, signalling to the beast that he was vulnerable. But the beast was wily. He enjoyed playing psychotic games of cat, well, dog, and mouse. And of course Hunter was the mouse, although he's not sure how he felt comparing himself to a small squeaky rodent. But Hunter did not want to play, especially not today. Today was too important, and he needed to focus. He needed all of his strength to tackle the beast. Um, the second section. The beast lunged out of the dark at him. Hunter had no warning it was coming. This was an unexpected attack. Hunter had been having a great day, a rare thing indeed. He felt better than he had in a very long time. These unexpected attacks were the worst. There was no way to prepare at all. The beast would leap out of nowhere. Duck and cover seemed to be the best method to dodge the worst of the attack. The beast's razor claws were slashing. Left, right, up, down. Claws were gripping at any available bit of Hunter's skin. The beast tore through his clothing as if like a hot knife through butter. Great. Hunter was resorting to cliches. He felt raw, tired, drunk. Everything around him began to slow down. He felt as if he was jogging through molasses this time, with weights on his wrists and ankles. His feet would not move. The ankle weights turned to lead boots. His arms were unresponsive. His head was full of cotton wool. He could not think. He could not keep a train of thought in his head. The attack was savage. It was brutal. He forgot how to breathe. Breathe, he reminded himself. The adrenaline rushed through his veins, and Hunter remembered how to use his feet. They were still heavy, but no longer did they feel as if they were encased in lead boots. Running as if intoxicated, he stumbled around, trying to get free of the beast. But the beast was winning this round. The beast was stronger than ever. How had it crept up on him unawares this time? He felt no sense of warning at all, and his guard was down. So the black dog was able to take him for all that he was worth. Hunter was not sure he could make it through this attack. It had been some time since the beast had put him through the ringer quite this much. He was feeling dizzy, and he was not sure he could keep going. Suddenly the beast dropped him and slunk off. Hunter was not going to question this lucky stroke. He sat up to gather his thoughts, assess the damage and grab a breath. He could see he'd need stitches and some medical treatment so that he did not get infected. Womp! The beast came in from behind and knocked him onto his face. 
He'd lost track of what the beast was up to and had let his guard down again. His ribs cracked, with a sound to rival that of thunder. The pain took his breath away. The beast was determined to kill him this time, Hunter thought. Could he crawl away in time, or would he end up defeated in a pile as his last breaths were squeezed from his lungs? Oh, Jesus, did Hunter set camp? Did he sound so corny in his dying moments? Oh, come on, he had to have some fight left in him, surely. He was not going to roll over and let the beast have its wicked way with him. But it was tempting to lie down and just sleep. No fighting. Just rest. Just sleep. Hunter was weary. He couldn't keep on fighting. Not this time. The fight was out of him. He was weary, beyond weary. He was exhausted, falling apart. He didn't want to get back up, just rest. It would be okay if he did not fight this time. Everyone would understand, wouldn't they? Except he had people relying on him. And so that was two excerpts, excerpts from chapter four of This Is Not A Fairy Tale. Um, rough drafts, uh, as I said before. So when the book comes out, they will probably be a lot different to what you've just heard. But these are bonus episodes, so I'm happy to share some of my works in progress with you. And that's it until the next bonus episode. You've been swell.